Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you for joining me. Deep and Wide is a weekly podcast that dives into the deeper things of the Christian faith, as well as a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal of our podcast is to challenge growth and inspire hope. Please enjoy this week's episode. Hey everyone, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool tool I've been using. It's called Anchor, and it helps me record, edit, and upload all of my podcasts. Most of all, it's free, guys, which is pretty cool. The other cool thing is it has uh, background music built in. It automatically uploads to Spotify and Apple. It does all of the things that you need to make an amazing podcast for you. And so uh, I encourage you to download it. Go check out uh, Anchor at the App Store and go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Deep and Wide. And we are still in the series this week about God is and talking about just that, his nature, his characteristic, his attributes. And last week we talked about one of his names. Um, this week we, we're going to talk about the goodness of God or that God is good and kind of what that actually means because I feel like sometimes we use generic terms, generic terminology, a.k.a. Christianese, uh, but we don't actually always understand the depth or the extent um, this week may not be as, uh, let's say, theological. I might not jump into some of the deeper stuff, but I really want us to understand that what it means that God is good. And uh, much of this might be intertwined in things that I've said in the past because I think this is such a foundational thing. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. God is good. Um, you know, I think it's funny if you've been in church long enough, you've probably heard the statement is God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And we shout it back and, and, um, <laughs> you know, we kind of in, enjoy it as a, as a cute saying or, you know, how you doing, brother? Oh, God is good. God is good to me, brother. Uh, which is, is, is good. Uh, my issue normally with those types of statements is I think a lot of times that we are not being honest with others or ourselves about how we're doing. Uh, we tend to be superficial and surface level rather than deep, intentional, and transparent. But when we talk about the goodness of God, um, we usually equate it to things are going good, which is not completely accurate. Um, I know normally I dwell on the goodness of God when things are going what I would call good in my life. Um, so if you just say God is good, yeah, man, of course God's good. Uh, my bills are paid. My family's good. Yeah, God, God's good, man. Um, but if things go wrong or there's suffering or there's pain or there's trial, then the first thing I do is like, oh, well, either A, um, I immediately blame something in my life, and maybe it is a sin in your life, uh, but it's not always that. And other times we just immediately go to, well, maybe God is not good. Um, and, and one of those things, even I, I've heard atheists and I've heard agnostics and others say, uh, how can God be good if bad things happen? So we come to this theological apologetic type question of, uh, is God really good if bad things happen, if there's pain and if there's suffering and there's hardship? 
um, then how can God be good? And I don't know if we'll take the time to truly dive all the way into that question, but I think there are some things that we have to wrestle with. Um, I think that if you come to the to the Bible and you read Scripture and you're just like, yeah, man, everything's great. This is this is fantastic. I love it. Which I do love the word and it is great, fantastic. Um, but you're not honest with saying, yes, yeah, some of these things are hard. And some of these things we have to wrestle with. Some of them, uh, in my opinion, are hard to digest. Um, when I read scripture, there's times where I'm like, Lord, like, I, I don't know if I can do this, Lord. This is hard, you know. And, and we wrestle with things. We wrestle with, uh, you know, for example, you know, um, there, there was a guy that we heard of recently, uh, that had been molesting children. You know, you hear stuff like that and you're like, man, you, you, you feel bad for the child. Or if you, you know, do j- even just a tiny bit of research, you can find the amount of human trafficking in the world today and how much of that has to do with, um, people trafficking children and stealing them and then obviously selling them. Like you, you would think like how in the world can we have this type of suffering or wrong or, you know, you hear of murders and genocides and plagues and you say, God, if you're good, how can this level of evil exist in the world? And uh, it, it, it's a hard one to wrestle with. Um, and, and everybody, or not everybody, Christians will answer it a different way based on their theological bent of soteriology. So, you know, uh, I lean more of the, the free will and God's sovereignty. I believe it's a both and, but I do believe in free will. And that's usually obviously uh, one of our explanations of God's goodness is I believe that he made us free with the ability to choose uh, right and wrong, good or evil. Um, you know, the knowledge of good and evil, like he, he's choose this day whom you will serve. Um, and, and th- that's what I, I base it on is I really firmly believe that, uh, scripture shows that we have free will. And again, we, uh, this is not an argument. Um, I'm okay with, with, um, my, my reformed brothers and, uh, their theology, but either way, we're, we're going to try to answer that question of how can evil exist to this magnitude and, and the goodness of God still be there. And so what we have to understand when we talk about God being good as his nature or character, well, what that really means is he, in his basis, he is the one that predetermines what good is, okay? Um, and again, this is hard for us to understand because what we do is we decide what we think good is. And you can base it on morality. You can base it on the Bible. You can base it on what you want. But that's kind of our presupposition of good. Good is, well, just that, you know, anything that is right or uh, what we would maybe say is true or does not cause pain and suffering. Um, but good in his nature and character is he, he does not intend or desire harm for his creation. So God does not desire harm for us. He does not desire uh, pain and suffering, although he allows it uh, in this life whether it's through free will 
or honestly, sometimes he allows it because what it does is it leans us into him. He cares more about our character than our comfort. He cares more about our intimacy and our pursuit of him than he does about you know the highs and emotional lows of our life. Again, even when we approach death, we, we view death as an ultimate thing. Um, we view death as a negative and a sorrow, and it is. I mean, death has a sting, right? And Jesus conquered death. But the truth is, death now is entrance into the eternal kingdom and into uh, to, to eternal life with Christ. And so there's this different view, I think, that God even has of death that we do of death. And so when I say God is good, what I'm saying is God has a good intention for me, and he knows what I need, so he doesn't necessarily always give me what I want. Um, one of my examples for this is is I have kids whom I love, and I do my best to be a good father. But if my nine-year-old son asks me to drive the car, I'm going to tell them no, not because I'm bad or evil or wicked or he is bad or evil or wicked. I just know that it's not in the best entrance of him uh, or probably anybody else on the road that for his own good, I'm going to tell him no. Um, also, let's say uh, one of my children uh, does something to hurt one of my other children. And so me, um, I don't want to use the word punishing, me correcting him or me uh, doing something like that isn't bad or evil or wicked. And neither is uh, always he bad or evil or wicked. But I uh, am going to allow a certain punishment or a certain thing felt so that he can learn a lesson about with treating others. You know, I don't even go all the way down to time out. That's still a punishment. Um, and so what, what we do is what we immediately look at God as like, oh, well, if these things happen that what we would consider negative or a cause of pain, then maybe God isn't good. Maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe I'm, you know, and then we, we start to self-blame. Um, but it's really just the, the wrong direction and the wrong reflection. When you look at God at the very beginning, he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we get to day six and he creates man. And each thing that he creates, he says, it is good. So because God is good, he creates that which is good. Even Jesus said, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. God is the epitome of what is good. So if it does not align with who God is, his nature, his character, um, then it cannot be good because it is opposite of him. And so he is what defines good, and that's why he is good. And then when he creates something on the earth, that is what makes it good. And that's why, again, I'm not saying that we are good in our nature because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are bent towards and inclined towards sin. But in, in his creation and in his redemption is redeeming us to reflect his goodness. So in the earth, my life should reflect the goodness of God and that which defines who he is, whether that's uh, we, we could go through the fruits of the Spirit, we can go through love in Corinthians, we can go through Romans chapter 12 about what the body of Christ should look like. Listen, so these are the things that uh, epitomize the goodness of God. You look at the life of Jesus and you would say the way that Jesus lived was good because it was a reflection of who God is. So when we say good, 
I'm not saying everything is perfect, everything is great, everything is grand. I'm saying God is good in who he is and his nature, despite whether things are good or bad or up or down, because that is who he is. So when I go out into the world, I want to proclaim the goodness of God, A, through my life, because it's supposed to reflect his, but I want to reflect the goodness of God because his intention for them is Good. That's why when we talk about healing, I, I, I think healing, in my opinion, is A, either supposed to lead unto salvation, or B, it's supposed to reveal and give God glory, so glory first, but also God's goodness. God heals because he's good, and he uh, also receives glory. His goodness points to his glory, right? So we can talk about his power and his glory, and we've talked about those things, uh, being Elohim, but in that, he is also good to his people. He loves his church. It says in Ephesians uh, uh, that Jesus loved his church. He loved the bride and gave himself up for her. And he's going to return for that bride. So God loves the church. And the church is supposed to reflect the goodness of God. And I think in the last days, this is where we're going to really see uh, the, the parable that's been in my spirit a lot lately is the wheat and the tares. Is they, they grow up together. Right, and the people are like, hey, let let's separate them now because we always want to separate them now. And 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 the the farmer was like, no, let them grow together, and at the end we'll separate them, and we'll and the ones that are not of of implanted or intended uh, to to be good, they, they'll be burned. So there is this element, guys, where. Uh, the goodness of God reflects in the goodness of our lives, which should reflect in the goodness of the church. And I want to make this very clear. I'm not talking about the, the good seats. I'm not talking about the good buildings. I'm not talking about the good coffee, even though I love the good coffee. God bless good coffee. Um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the church, the people of God who reflect the image of God. And so when God created man and woman in his image, well, it's in that image um, that, that he says in Romans chapter 8, he says that we are to be conformed to the image of God. And so as he transforms us, we are reconformed into his image, reflecting who God is to the earth. And so I want to challenge the body of Christ in this season of uncertainty, of political and socio and economic unrest, that you are called to not just be salt and light, but to reflect the image so that your life should reflect the goodness of God, that we should care about uh, others uh, more than ourselves, that we should look at God and who he is, and that should be how we aim to live, not in a self-righteous or works-based mentality, but in an internal saying, God, make my heart like yours. That's why God loved David, even though David ended up being a screw-up. Right, David made major mistakes, but the truth was, is David loved the Lord with all of his heart. Um, he had a heart after God. If we have a heart after God, then he says he's going to give us a new heart, one of flesh, and he's going to transform our lives so that we look like him. Guys, we are called to be the mirror of who our God is to humanity. And But when we're arguing and fighting and bickering and making fun of Democrats and Republicans or mask squares or non-mask squares or, or whatever it is that you want to argue about, you are not reflecting the glory of God. You are not reflecting the image of God. You are not reflecting uh, the goodness of God, you are putting your desire to be right over your over the call to be righteous, and that's that's not God's way. And so, church, 
believers, body, uh, this is my challenge, guys, is, is let's lean into the image of God and who he is and say, God, uh, change me internally to look like you. May I deal with people differently? May I deal with people how you dealt with people? May I love people the way that you love people? May I sacrifice myself the way that you sacrificed yourself? Uh, because I'm not here to, to create myself in my own image, but into the image of God. And um, so that that's really, guys, a surface level look at the goodness of God and how God is good and how it applies to our lives. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, continue to uh, pray for us, especially Resolute. Uh, you know, people in Kenya still still just struggling. Pastor Fred just texted me earlier saying his wife was on her way to the hospital and in desperate need of prayer. Um, and uh, just continue just to pray for all the different ministries we're involved in. Um, we're really just praying that God will continue to uh, allow us to make disciples and love people, even in the midst of the mess. Uh, the more you get involved with people's lives, the messier it gets. Uh, but God gives us grace, and His grace is sufficient, but that we might walk in that. And, um, you know, if you guys ever want to support Resolute Ministries, I'd greatly appreciate it. Or even this podcast, you can support the podcast as well. Um, I really want to try to find some more time to pour into the podcast and, and let people know. If you guys could do me a favor, if you've made it this far, uh, if you guys could just share it with a friend, share it with somebody. Um, if it's encouraged you, maybe look back at some of the previous episodes and share it with someone um, who needs to hear it. I, I appreciate it when people share things with me because uh, that means, A, they were thinking about me, and B, that uh, there was content that was worth sharing. So uh, I appreciate all the prayers, the love, the support. Follow me on Instagram, Pastor uh, PW, or uh, gr- uh, what is it? Uh, deep, the letter N, wide podcast. So God bless you guys. I look forward to hearing from you, and have a good one. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and family. I would love to hear any comments, any suggestions, or any questions so I can get to them on future episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pat Walter, and I'll talk to you next week.